What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. This is the Christopher Gabriel Program on News Talk 580, 105.9 KMJ and streaming at kmjnow.com. This is KMJ. We close every week with elite film mind, elite streaming mind, Nick Shager, the entertainment critic from The Daily Beast. Mr. Shager joins me right now. Nick, good morning to you. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday to you. Well, we have a non-major motion picture week. We have a lot of uh, streaming options, and the first is going to be on HBO, The Last of Us. As you said, this weekend is light on movies, but really heavy on television, high-profile television, and nothing I think is more high-profile this weekend and really this month than The Last of Us, which premieres this Sunday night on HBO, unlike most streaming shows. Uh, HBO likes to release things weekly, so you're only going to get the premiere this weekend. But The Last of Us is a big-budget adaptation of a really popular, really influential video game from 2013. And I will say right off the bat, it is, to my mind, the best video game adaptation ever. And I don't think people who have played the game will be necessarily surprised about that because the game is a very narratively and character-driven affair, and so it lends itself very naturally to an adaptation. The long and the short of the story and the premise is it's basically a combination between The Walking Dead and Cormac McCarthy's The Road. It is a post-apocalyptic story about a, an America that has been ravaged by a fungal infection that has turned most of humanity either into infected zombie-like creatures or they've just simply perished. In that environment, a guy played by Pedro Pascal is hired in Boston to transport a young girl, played by Bella Ramsey, across the country to a rebel base in which she will hopefully play some role in potentially fixing this calamity. That's the nuts and bolts of it. And I will say that I think people who tune in will immediately be comfortable with the show because it is, in a lot of ways, very familiar terrain. This is a genre work that definitely isn't trying to reinvent the wheel in a lot of ways. As I said, it's based on a game from 10 years ago. It has been influential over the last decade. But what's really at the heart of the show is the relationship between the two main characters. And that grows deeper and more interesting and leads to all sorts of really thorny moral drama and dilemmas the longer the show goes on. That said, it's also a really thrilling piece of uh, genre fiction. It's got horror. It's got action. It's got suspense. It has all sorts of stuff for people. So to my mind, The Last of Us is not just a triumphant adaptation, which I think a lot of people were worried about, that people have talked about adapting it in various forms for years. But it is a great drama, period. And I think 
you know, HBO, you know how HBO is with, with dramas. I think yeah. this is going to be one of their really big hits at the beginning of this year and certainly the one to watch this weekend. And, of course, all of you who listen to Nick regularly, and that should be all of you, uh, know that the big, one of the big hooks with Nick, horror, uh, that's, all, <laughs> it's always, that's always a big Not thing. As guilty as charged. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. That's right. Uh, we're talking with Nick Shager, entertainment critic from The Daily Beast. All right, on uh, Amazon, Hunters. Yes, Hunters returns this weekend as well on Amazon. It premiered in 2020 and was, uh, to my mind, a really fun series. It was, it's an alternate history sort of series in which, in the 70s, a band of minorities and really of Jews collected by Al Pacino's character, are hired and gathered together to hunt the remaining Nazis who escaped uh, after World War II. And that was the premise for what really played as an exploitation cinema type of action-adventure series. It's much more like the classic film The Boys from Brazil with Gregory Peck and Laurence Olivier about you know hunting escaped Nazis and doing all sorts of missions. There was some Mission Impossible in there. There was some black exploitation in there. And I thought it was a really fun series. And it's only returning now, and it's returning for its final season. And I won't say that it ends on a purely triumphant note, because I think this new season is a little bit more uneven than the first. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that its narrative is now split between its quote-unquote present-day action and a flashback narrative involving Al Pacino's character, because... Unfortunately, I have to spoil this for some people. Al Pacino's character doesn't make it through the end of the first season, but they had to bring Pacino back, and he's there being super hammy and really fun. The hook of the new season is that in the present day, meaning the late 70s, uh, the band of hunters reassemble to hunt Hitler himself, who turns out to be still alive and hiding in Argentina and planning a big, horrible comeback. That is the kind of show we're working with here. This isn't supposed to be taken super seriously. But I do think its fantasy is both fun on its own and kind of timely. I mean, this is a story about Jews and banding together with other minorities to fight Nazis and racists and horrible people. And I do think there is a sort of relevant thrill to its action, so it's not just existing in a vacuum. That said, the series isn't trying to be timely. The series is just trying to be fun and exciting. And on that count, for the most part, I think the second season does wrap things up pretty solidly. It's got Jennifer Jason Lee added to the cast. She's great in it. I don't know if the show needed to end at this point. I think probably that was a little more abrupt than they'd hoped. But all in all, if you haven't checked out Hunters, you should check out both seasons. 
if not this weekend, then soon. Well, it's interesting because you say that because you and I are always talking about about series that go on too long. So in this case, it almost sounds like you're saying maybe they could have gotten a little more juice out of one more season. Yeah, sometimes you do feel like, yeah, here I think, you know, maybe three seasons. Mm, I feel like maybe they tried to wrap everything up a little too quickly. Okay, gotcha. He is Nick Shager from The Daily Beast. Finally, it's Apple TV Plus, the fourth and final season of a gentleman whose name I can never pronounce right, M. Night Shyamalan. It's Servant. That's right. Servant also ends starting this weekend on Apple TV Plus. And, you know, M. Night Shyamalan uh, is one of the two creators of this show, and Everyone knows M. Night Shyamalan's uh, track record and knows his fondness for big surprise endings and twist endings. And Servant has spent three seasons doing nothing but teasing mysteries that it doesn't want to answer. It's really an amazing sort of trick that the show has pulled off because you can follow the show moment to moment and yet There are all sorts of fundamental questions about the show that I couldn't answer even today. So it really has done a good job of teasing without revealing too much. Now, I expect the fourth season, by its conclusion, to finally give people some answers. I'm desperate for some answers. But uh, at least in the first few episodes that I've seen, those aren't forthcoming. The show is still about a Philadelphia couple that's dealing with a crazy nanny who seems to have some sort of supernatural powers, and we know this because she brought back the couple's baby, which died in an unfortunate accident, back from the dead, turning their infant doll into their uh, lost son. And that's sort of the premise for what is now, at this point, a really crazy supernatural saga involving cults, involving all sorts of uh, accidents and horrors, I don't know where the show is going. I'm not sure anybody can guess where things are going, but uh, I love Servant. I think it is really sinister, really fun, and it's the kind of thing that, you know, it's only half-hour episodes. I think it never overstays its welcome. And uh, so, again, there's another one where if you haven't seen Servant, you should definitely catch up with it. I would do so before the end of this season because – I think we're finally going to get some spoilers. I am all for guests that don't overstay their welcome at a dinner party and shows that don't overstay their welcome in terms of the (laughs) amount of time. Servant, Hunters, and The Last of Us, a good week indeed. He is Nick Shager from uh, Daily Beast, the entertainment critic from the Daily Beast. Nick, great stuff. We'll talk with you next week, my friend. Looking forward to it. Have a great weekend, everybody. Along with Nick, my thanks to Dr. Parmenter Bhatia, Kent Owings, and Todd Bork, and of course all of you. And if you can't join us live on Saturdays, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, on the Odyssey app, and on kmjnow.com. Just go to the podcast page. We will see you in seven days. Until then, you're on your own. Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen.